All right, everybody, welcome to the fourth episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. This is Mike and Robert. We're back once again. Whether you like it or not, you are getting the pleasure of listening to us. We're really excited to be here. We're loving our podcast. We hope you are enjoying it also. Hope you are following us on Twitter. Robert, what's our Twitter? You are supposed to have memorized <laughs> it by now, Mike. I'm saying, you know, you... It's ridiculous. Am I the only one here that's going to remember our social media? Am no. I? Well, it's no, not L- at all. Well, it's LLNP Podcast. That's our Twitter handle. So make sure you follow us on that. Mike, you need to follow us as well. I do. I'm going to follow. I'm going to start following the podcast. You should follow it too. Uh, leave us a comment. Tweet at us. We might tweet back. We will we'll definitely tweet. tweet back. Holla back. We'll tweet back. All that. So, yeah, so follow us on Twitter, uh, send us some tweets, check us out on our website. Robert, what's the website? Website is life, liberty, and pursuit blog.wordpress.com. So that's where you can go to find out a little bit more about us. And, of course, you can always find our podcast episodes available on the website as well. So, Robert, what are we going to be talking about today? We are going to be talking about one of the most crazy subjects that's gone back and forth here in the last couple of years, and that is guns. And Guns gun- is like a four-letter word around the United States right now. Well, it's a four-letter word everywhere. As a matter of fact, it's got four letters. Um, <laughs> but I know what you meant. Hopefully our listeners did too. Um, but oh, we're going yes. to talk mainly about gun control today and why we think it's necessary or a little ridiculous. So, first question, Mike. Does gun control actually work? I think it's I think it's probably safe to say that gun control uh I would I would say that the gun control attempts really aren't as effective as people want them to be, and that's probably because there's a different set of desired outcomes from both sides. Uh you have gun owners who and gun enthusiasts and people who value the Second Amendment, they obviously have a set of agendas that is completely different from most people who are advocating for stricter gun control laws. So, yes, it does not work. You don't think it works? Not even a little bit? Not even a lot of bit. Really? Well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a gun owner. I think we need a little bit of gun control. I don't think we need any necessarily any more than we've got right now. But we do need a little bit. You know, I, I, I'm, I don't think anybody needs a full automatic weapon. I think that's fairly common sense. I think that's the approach that we need to take as Americans is a common sense approach to this. And neither side really does that. You know, you've got the left. I shouldn't even say the left because it, a lot of, I'll say, liberals and, and left-wing people actually do own firearms. So, I was gonna say that's one of the that is an area of common ground. So yeah, it's definitely. a it's a misconception that the left wants to take them all away. It's just the leaders from the left that want to take them away, and the leaders of the right that want to be backed by the NRA that you know want to get reelected and they want to keep guns in people's hands. Now, you know, full automatic weapons are not something that we really need as typical citizens. I mean, most military. Um, soldiers, even in the heat of battle, will not carry a full automatic weapon. The majority of them are semi-auto. So do I think we need to get rid of semi-autos? Hell no. I've got one, you know, and I really like it. <laughs> but full auto, I'm okay with getting rid of. 
Well, I think this is a, a good time to pause in the conversation already and tackle one of the most common misconceptions in guns and or around the subject of guns, and that being the misnomer of the AR-15, the assault rifle and military style weapons, and where people just automatically equivocate those with full automatic weapons that they've seen, like the Tommy guns roaring and saving Private Ryan. And it's really not the case, which uh, as the go-to gun expert for the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast, I'll, I'll give to you to explain the difference here. Well, I mean, the main dis- difference is that it's not automatic. And the fact that it looks scary should not be a reason to get rid of it. It fires yeah, I... a 223 or a 5.56 NATO round. That's, that's what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a relatively small projectile that does, I'll say, travel incredibly quickly. The uh, assault weapons ban that uh, Dianne Feinstein had proposed right after Sandy Hook was going to ban certain weapons based on characteristics of the weapon, not the round they shot. So the Ruger Mini-14, if it had a telescoping stock and a pistol grip, it was going to be illegal. But if it didn't, it was going to be fine. So you've got weapons that are the exact same, but just because they look different, that's what makes them illegal or illegal, and I think that's freaking crazy. You know, an assault rifle is an assault rifle. It was made for military assaults. It's a full automatic weapon. They make one called the M16. That is a fully automatic weapon. The civilian version is the Armalite rifle, Model 15. That's what everybody uses in the U.S. It's the AR-15. And it shoots the same round as the military rifle. Absolutely. But military pistols are typically 45 and 9mm rounds. We can use those as well. You can find a .30-06 or a three oh eight caliber round in a rifle that some military use. Guess what? We use them for hunting most of the time. It doesn't mean that it should be illegal because it fires the same round. It's just the way it looks or the way it operates. And I do agree that fully automatic weapons should not be in the hands of civilians. There's no need for it. There's no sporting aspect of a full automatic weapon ever. There's no other reason to have one. A, a, a buddy of mine, I'm going to... I'm going to kind of go this way. He told me one day that, you know, he could buy an Uzi or a Mac-10. They're legal. I mean, you can buy them. They just cost a fortune. And you have to have a whole bunch of paperwork filled out for it, get a tax stamp, because they're Title II Firearms, NFA, um, National Firearms Act. So they're controlled by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms. You have to get a tax stamp in order to own it. But they cost like five, six, seven, eight thousand. The M-16s from 1986 and previous, because it has to be pre-1986 still, those weapons go for $40,000. Wow. You know, so they are controlled by price. Who in the hell is going to go buy a $40,000 weapon to go shoot up a school? Nobody. Because you won't be able to afford it. How great is that? But he said to me, he goes, so why don't you want to go buy a Mac-10 or an Uzi? And he said, because I don't plan on killing people. You know, that's what automatic weapons are, are made for. They are made really to escape and evade the enemy, to kind of throw down suppressive fire. And you don't need that in the U.S. Yeah, it's it's really about just putting as many bullets in as, as big a quantity as you can at, at a force, an opposing force, um, which, right, yeah, if you're a, if you're a law-abiding citizen, 
you know, probably not going to run into that situation. So No, not until does, the zombie apocalypse happens, and I don't really plan on that happening anytime soon in my lifetime. Which, however, the counterpoint to that by a gun enthusiast or somebody who is an advent, uh, an ardent supporter of Second Amendment rights would be that the fact that the Second Amendment is in place to help protect your other Bill of Rights and constitutional rights in America. And in that case, you know, maybe there is a potential for having to defend yourself against a domestic enemy. So that would be probably a counter argument to that point. And I can I can understand some people's argument that that go that way. Um but it's just it's it's ridiculous. There there's <laughs> no, there's no reason. Very understanding, Robert. You know, no, I I get it. Some people are nuts and that's fine. Um you know, but they they shouldn't need an automatic weapon. I can fire a 30 round magazine incredibly quickly and with a lot of accuracy. And I don't need these, I don't even need a, I don't need a 60 round magazine. I don't need a hundred round magazine. I can change magazines fairly quickly, you know, and, and to say that you need something that fires 800 rounds a minute, which is what a lot of these do. Some of them even more so, you know, 600 to, we'll call it a thousand rounds a minute, depending on the type of firearm you've got that's automatic. What do you need that for? How many people are going to be coming in to your house, you know, and trying, trying to attack you? When, I mean, who's going to do it? The North Koreans? You know, maybe the Chinese when they decide to invade us all? I mean, maybe. But at the same time, they're not that nuts. The North Koreans are, but the Chinese aren't. They're not going to come <laughs> over here in droves of people and try to attack us. Nobody's that dumb. Yeah. Uh, true. It's a good point. I would like to point out, however, that your uh, your skills with the firearms are far and above the average humans. So... You know, I, yeah, I, I, they they just, probably just are. as your golf game is. Yeah, yeah well, so. <laughs> maybe not anymore. But uh, no, I mean that's that's a point. You know, maybe for the less skilled people. But so the, the way I see it, the way I see it, Robert, it's kind of like you know you're able to to squeeze off so many rounds with precision downrange with with no problem. Me, I feel like maybe I would be one of those people that needs a thousand rounds to throw downrange because a, a thousand rounds a minute. How many more innocent people are you going to kill by throwing well, a thousand saying, rounds downrange? That's the other. It takes me about it takes me about a thousand golf balls to get get through a, a game of golf. So that's one round. Golf, golf is really so, hard. Shooting is really easy. It's point both, and shoot. That's where that they term both came require from. precision and accuracy. No, because most most things that are going to happen, most altercations are going to happen within three to seven feet. Yeah, until and it, until a government invades. What government is going to invade? The Canadians, we don't have to worry about. <laughs> they're close. The Mexicans, we don't have to worry about. They're close. Because they're already coming over, but they're not coming over necessarily with guns. They were trying to attack it could us. Be, it could be the government that's already here. You, you think for a second that the U.S. military is going to start shooting its own citizens? Not, not a yet. shot in hell. No way. No way. Not not even a thousand shots in hell. Yeah, exactly. And you don't need a thousand rounds a minute either, Mike. It's ridiculous. No. If if that ever happened, I'd definitely be the guy who like went and dug himself a little Saddam hole out in the backyard and hoped nobody found me until it was up. Over, no, so you need to come over to my house. <laughs> That's what you need to do. <laughs> if you want to be safe, you got to come over to my place. That's it. That's right. I'm gonna I'm gonna come over to your house and I'm gonna dig a Saddam hole in your backyard, and that's where I'll wait. <laughs> well, well, I don't know about digging the Saddam hole. I'm not really for that, but uh, I mean, I guess 
if you want, you can live in a free somebody. Hole. Somebody's got to keep the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast going, Robert. And you, we can, you, we can. But I mean, behind a wall of guns, pretty much. You know, I don't know. I'll be live streaming from from the Sadamo. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if that's going to work out or not, Mike. I really don't. But you haven't convinced so, me yet that we need automatic weapons. I'm not really trying to, Robert. All I'm trying to represent is our listeners who might be sharing that point of view because I feel like it should at least be brought up because I personally agree with you. I don't think we need automatic 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 weapons either. I think it's overkill. But I'm just saying, some of our listeners, I think they probably share a dissenting point of view and, and I thought it was worth bringing up. Well, at this point then, you know what? That's fine. They can have it for $40,000. They can go buy an M16 pre-1986 right now. That's why That's why the free market is a good solution. Well, maybe it is and maybe it isn't. I, I think the uh, the next point really is that guns are the great equalizer because anybody can use one. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be white, black, Hispanic, anything, male, female, or whatever other gender you want to throw in there for whatever day it is of the week. You don't have to be a certain one. You can be anything and still shoot a gun. It is, it's, it's the equalizer. Whether the guy that's attacking this, this poor woman is 280 pounds and she's, you know, 100 pounds, guess what? When she pulls out that damn Smith & Wesson J-frame revolver, and points at him and goes, hey, you might want to rethink this, ass. You know what he's going to do? He's going to run like hell because she's got a big-ass gun in his face. What do you think yeah. about that? I think that's, an, uh, that's a good point. You know, there really isn't, isn't too much that you can rely upon that uh, puts everybody on equal footing that way. A uh, firearm will definitely uh, get you to a point in a conversation. Well, yeah. that, that's why I don't get why all of these... You know, these folks that are against them are typically female and maybe not, this is probably going to get me in trouble here, but (laughs) not straight males are typically against firearms. But the non-straight male, as Orlando can show you, right, they're, they're a victimized group. Women are typically victimized groups more so than, let's just say, white men, right? At least that's what all the statistics say. Yet, they want to get rid of the only thing that can equalize them versus their assailants. That makes no sense to me. Where are the feminists and where are the gay rights advocates on that? I think it's actually kind of interesting because I think if you look back in through American history, I think you will see that back in, around the turn of the, the founding of the the country and as we progressed... Uh, probably all the way up past through the Civil War into the early 1900s even, I think women were very familiar with firearms because we were still very much an agrarian society and relying on farms and living outside of metropolitan areas where major cities had not been established yet. And I think probably back in those times, women were extremely familiar with firearms as were all men and as were children. It was very commonplace. I think that's something that we've moved away from during the the civilization that's grown in the metropolitan uh, cities that have developed over time. So, well, let's ask, let's, let me ask you this question. What group during that same period of time, we'll call it in the 17 and 1800s, what group couldn't own firearms? Do you know? 
You're going to have to help me out on this one, Robert. Black slaves could not legally own firearms. And what happened to them? They were enslaved. There you go. So that could have been an equalizer for them. You know, perhaps they wouldn't have had that issue. had, And it, it was our forefathers that wrote that constitution in the Second Amendment, right? They wrote that as well. But black, could n- black people could not own a firearm, just like they couldn't own property, right? Just like they couldn't do a, a plethora of different things until they gained their rights. And now they're becoming, in my opinion, just as equal as anybody else. But they have all the different rights, including the right to bear arms. And again, that just kind of throws to it that it is the equalizer. Why would why do you oppress a group? Because they can't fight back. Look what happens in all the other countries that you can't own guns in. What happens? The government rules everything, typically. The military is a huge force that polices its own people. Ours does not. Ours polices the world, but not its own people. Big difference. So how do you how do you empower the citizenry, to use a George Bushism right there, the citizenry? How do you do that? You equalize them with guns. That's why the Second Amendment exists, in my opinion. Is to equalize the common man versus the government. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a very interesting take, and definitely, uh, definitely goes hand in hand though with uh, a lot of the arguments that you'll hear from a lot of the Second Amendment advocates, though, and exactly that point that the Second Amendment is in place to help the citizenry uh, be on equal footing. So, interesting point, though. Yeah, and it's it's very, very important. So, well, I mean, what other gun control myth can we debunk today, Mike? Hmm. What else can we do here? Gun control myths. Like maybe, oh, I don't know, that... Assault weapons cause all mass shootings, perhaps? Is that a myth? Or that guns ease the ability to kill tons of people at once? Can we start? Let's start there on this this little debunkathon we've got going on. Oh, we're just, I guess we're just getting started. This yeah, is exciting. We are getting started. That, that one was, I guess that first part was kind of a, a long, drawn out, <laughs> you know, process. I was just enjoying I was just enjoying the buildup. So. Yeah. All right. Well, here, <laughs> here we go here. So let's say since this is, by the way, this is a fact from the CDC, which was commissioned by the president, Obama, that is, um, to kind of study gun violence and, and mass shootings. So since 1983, there have been 547 victims of mass shootings. Yet. That same CDC report says per year, they estimate that up to 3 million times a gun is used in defense of a crime. And that armed citizens are less likely to be injured by an attacker. So how about that? Is that an equalizer, Mike? I would say hands down. Hands down. Myth debunked. <laughs> this is coming from Obama and his department, right? CDC, Center of Disease Control. I don't know what the Center of Disease Control is doing, I guess, law enforcement tasks, but maybe the ATF and FBI were a little bit on the busy side, I guess, combating terrorism. 
Yeah, right. It's a mental <laughs> disorder to want to own a gun. That's the next <laughs> thing, you know. But you I know, can choose my gender. I should be able to choose my weapon. And you can. This is great, isn't it? America's fantastic. You I can agree. choose whatever you want. You can have an AR. You can have a Glock. You can have a Sig. You can have whatever. <laughs> That's it. It don't doesn't have to matter. You just pick and choose. Go to a gun shop. It's the liberty. It's the, it's the liberty. It's life and liberty in your pursuit. It's the life and the liberty <laughs> to choose. Yeah, exactly. Wow. We're gonna we're gonna tie that in fairly often, listeners. We're gonna try nope. anyway. You know. So <laughs> let's see what else, what else what else can we say about the anti-gun pro-gun crowd? Let's see. How about anti-gunners? The reason they've got so many problems is because they lump every gun owner in with the same group of crazy people that want fully automatic weapons, tanks, and hand grenades to be legal. And then the other side, the other side, the pro-gun, does the exact same thing where they lump all anti-gunners into the group of let's ban everything. When obviously that's not the case on either side. Well, I think I think we made this point uh, in one of our previous episodes that that just speaks to the hysterical nature of politics today, and the fact that you can't have a conversation about something, and the only way to get attention for your cause is to paint the other side as stark raving bad, which they may be in some cases, but uh, definitely doesn't help the dialogue. So that. Also, funny enough, goes hand in hand with the gun argument and the gun debates. So uh, something that I think is crazy, too, is that when you're talking about painting gun owners or gunners, as you say, into the category of folks that need a tank in their backyard in order to feel like their Second Amendment rights are supported, you know, it's not even all about that because the right to bear arms and having guns, it shouldn't be just about one thing. It shouldn't be just about people who enjoy shooting for sport. It shouldn't be just about people who enjoy hunting. And it shouldn't be about people who feel that it's a valid form and necessary form of self-defense. It should be for anyone and all of those things. And you shouldn't be made to feel crazy about your opinions and your views on any of those. Yeah, well, sometimes I do feel a little crazy when I talk about a gun with somebody that I know that I that I I, I actually know as an anti-gunner, just to get a reaction. Is that bad? It's a little bit bad. I I don't know. I, I feel like it's not. You know, I want to hear their point of view, and they but they don't want to hear mine. You know, which is stupid. That's why it's bad. That's a little bit bad. I disagree. How about how about thirty round magazines, or as the news likes to call them, clips, which is obviously <laughs> incorrect. I am pro. You are pro thirty round magazines. Would you like to elaborate on that? <laughs> or just going to say thirty is thirty is the perfect number? I fall strongly into the pro 30 round magazine camp as do I fall into the pro 50 round drum for my Glock pistol mag- circular drum magazine camp. N- now well. I know you're full of crap. No, I saw one of those in a magazine. Now I just really want one. <laughs> for what? What do you what do you want one for? Just to have it. Just to cool. have it because it's cool. Oh man. You're following into the or falling into that crazy person status with your 50 round magazines 
I don't see why that makes me crazy. That doesn't make me any more crazy than somebody who wants a dozen donuts for breakfast. I mean, well, who it's wouldn't just want that? Something... That's delicious. The same way that my fifty-round drum might be pretty cool. Just saying, it should be. It that's, should be that's a part. Like com- that's like comparing nine millimeters to donuts, Mike. That's <laughs> crazy. I'll bet you nine millimeters to donuts that my drum is not that crazy i'm just saying this diversity that we seek so much in america today it's already here in a lot of aspects amongst gun owners and non-gun owners and amongst gun owners even as as you and i i who would like to have a 50 round drum for my glock pistol and you who thinks that's unnecessary and a waste but would rather have a dozen donuts for breakfast that's diversity that's america Listen, and diversity is BS. People don't want diversity. They don't. They want some utopia where everybody thinks alike. That's the biggest problem is nobody wants to sit here and say, you know what, let's compromise on something. You can have my 100-round magazine and my... I only want a 50-round. My, my full automatic weapon, right? And what wh- what do we get? As gun owners, what do we get? What compromise can we possibly make? They're, in the bathrooms. We could probably. probably no, come I'm to talking it. about guns. I'm not talking about some crazy person wanting to go in the damn bathroom with some poor little kid. Let's face it; those people are mentally ill. Maybe we can talk about that instead. We can go from we'll give up our hunter round magazines and our full automatic weapons once we do something about the mentally ill. What about that? Well, that is that's the, probably the smoothest segue you've heard to date on the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. But yeah, that wasn't even supposed if, to be a segue. I'm just I'm making it a segue. I'm just throwing what crap about out the here. To- what about the topic of mental illness, mass shootings, and guns? Where where do all of they find their their role? Well, let's think about this for a second. With when it comes to guns, guns and mass shootings, do do the guns pull their own triggers? I have never had a gun walk off the kitchen table and just start killing people. There has to be somebody pulling the trigger, right? Yeah, I mean, that's that's true. There haven't been too many mass hammerings, though, like people wielding hammers and going out and killing a bunch of people with hammers. Not too long ago in Japan and China, and I forget where else, they're having mass stabbings. These people are still getting stabbed and killed. Yeah, we need better knife control. Well, right. I mean, I mean, I could probably use it because I'm obviously gaining a little bit of weight myself over here. I could I was use gonna some say, knife control. I was gonna say I need more fork control, but yeah, we're on the same page. Well, the there. knife, the knife cuts too. You know, it cuts and then the fork picks up after that. So we need both control, maybe. What we really need is a spork and just get over the embarrassment of it. It's the perfect utensil. No, it's you can, not. You can cut and shovel. Well, how do you cut with a spork? It's got a little little blade on the side no it doesn't oh robert you need to see some of the new sporks oh They're man three in ones they've got a blade they got prongs and the most important shovel feature wow yeah, yeah. it's a it's a good deal maybe Crazy. we should maybe that should be okay. some of our like first we're, life we're getting way branded off. we're getting way off topic. branded material we shut up about sporks we're talking about <laughs> crazy people and that's what really matters is the crazy people Okay, so you wanted to talk about, you know, people that are committing these crazy, heinous acts of violence. Well, they're mentally ill. What person in their right mind would go in and kill children or go into a movie theater and open fire? 
how are the mentally ill getting these handguns, Robert? Or these weapons that they're using to kill these people with? From Do family they... members that legally purchased them. Or they're purchasing themselves legally because the mental health system doesn't work. You cannot... So are you saying we should have mental health screenings at the time of purchase for firearms? It should be reported to the National Instant Criminal Database that the FBI uses. At, at current at current yeah. times, you can only you can only stop somebody from having a weapon on a background check if it's reported to the FBI. Now, in order to be reported to the FBI, you have to be institutionalized. So I think that I think that's the loophole that we saw with the Virginia Tech shooting was that uh, that particular gentleman had been sent for mental disorders to the court and he was actually reported to go to to an institution but just never showed up and there was no follow up. So I guess that's how he could have escaped that uh, that loophole not being reported to that database and then able to buy his guns legally uh, through that kind of window there yeah but he, in- he did it interesting. he did it legally because they couldn't report it so if you go so how do you solve that so how how is it made easier to report those instances and maybe prevent some of these people you have who to, shouldn't be buying them you have to draft up new laws on mental health that's the biggest concern that i have and these aren't these aren't going to be an exact statistics but they're they're pretty close so the National Association of State Mental Health Program Directors, that's a mouthful. They've sure got, is. They, they have a, they've had a uh, paper they, were, they came up with in 2006. It was called State Psychiatric Hospitals. And in the, I'll say, 1955 region, U.S. had 165 million people population-wise, and a little over half a million people were institutionalized. Wow. The early 2000s, which would be like 2004, 2006 area, when this was rep- when this was published, the U.S. has 300 million people at that point, and 28,000 people are institutionalized. 28,000. 28,000. Did we get that much better? Only five percent of the original 1955 statistic of people are in mental institutions, but we have almost double the population wow how nuts is that i know it's crazy. that's a that's a mind-blowing statistic wow and that is from the national association again of the state mental health program directors these are the people that deal with this on a daily basis so i wonder with the rise and prevalence of counseling and therapy and that whole bit if that some of that has taken away from people that maybe previously were institutionalized, and but these these aren't like institutionalized people for for small things. These are your your normal schizophrenics and you know multiple personality disorders. I mean these are these are big mental disorders that they're talking wow. about here, and for it to have dropped that significantly, the kind of mental disorders that. You might have when you want to when go you, out and kill a bunch of people. Exactly. What happened with all with yeah. all these people? The guy from Sandy Hook, the guy from Aurora, the guy from Virginia Tech. All these people had a mental disorder, yet were still able to buy a firearm because they haven't been institutionalized. Well, if you look at the numbers of how many people that should be institutionalized have not been. So I think... I think there that's that's such a huge issue on so many different fronts because I think f- probably 
obviously there's a lot of stigma that goes with being institutionalized. And I think just now we're probably starting to see some of our first real kind of legitimately concerned efforts in, in trying to make that okay, where people who have these mental health disorders need to get the help that they actually need and, and maybe try to remove some of that stigma. I think we're starting to see some of those uh, outreach efforts now and so I think that's got to be like the first part where, hey, like if you have if you have some of these issues, like it's OK to get help. It's OK to, um, you know, go to an institution or however, whatever more politically correct phrasing that will come along for being institutionalized. Yeah, I guess but, nuthouse doesn't really work. Yeah, that's not helping with the stigma. So no, but it's yeah, not. it's OK to get this help. And once that becomes a, a more normalized routine. I think that's when you can have the interplay with, okay, this person's been institutionalized, they're getting help, that's really great, things are going going better for this person, but at the same time, they're not going to be allowed to buy guns. So. Well, right, because that's not only going to stop potentially violent crime, because some of these violent criminals that have these, these disorders are getting sent to prisons, but being released because they have a mental disorder. So it's a crazy cycle, number one. And it could probably, I don't know about what the number could be, but it would most likely anyway, take the suicide number in the United States and move it down a couple notches. Because they, it would be harder to get guns for them. So we're not adding any laws. We're just kind of supplementing what we have now and enforcing what we have on the books. I think that would and work in, just fine. And in turn, helping out uh, probably in a... Uh, well, as those statistics that you pointed out earlier, definitely an underserved population in the United States right now. So Exactly. I mean, it's all about money at this point, right? And it costs a lot of money to institutionalize people. I get it. But if well, maybe we're instead serious, of paying for college, we could help out for some some folks with their with their mental issues. Yeah. I mean, I, I would be for that. I mean, because that's something these people can't change unless they try to get help. And if there's no possibility for them to get help, what are they going to do? Stay crazy and potentially go commit some crazy-ass mass shooting. It's terrible. So we need to do yeah. something about that. No, absolutely. Wow. This, uh, this podcast took an took a interesting turn towards the end. I was, not, I was not anticipating that. Yeah, and I think we might have to do a part two here maybe next week. Um, but it's about time to wrap this one up. Yeah, holy cow! This is the time just flew by today. I couldn't even uh couldn't even really uh follow it. This was like this was a good chat, good uh, good talk about guns, gun control. We covered a lot of a lot of topics today. We did, and we've got so much more to talk about on this subject. So we'll probably hit you up next week with that same thing. I feel the same way about all our episodes. I feel like we have a lot to cover, and it's tough because we're just getting started. But thanks for tuning in, listening to us for our fourth episode. We had a blast. We hope you did too. Uh, please send us some emails, send us some tweets, uh, reach out to us. What's the Twitter uh, we, handle, Mike? Do you remember? Our Twitter handle is LLNP Podcast at wow. Twitter. <laughs> at at Twitter? Twitter? I don't know if that's how that works or not. I think it's, <laughs> uh, I think it's at LLNP Podcast is the way that uh, most millennials will say it these days, Mike. I'm not most millennials, Robert. Me either, you know but I at least know that. That's right. So follow us 
at ll and p podcast there we go and check us out at our website what's that robert i don't know that yet i haven't learned that over the course of one episode i'm so disappointed in you i really am it is life liberty and pursuit blog.wordpress.com all right you know well, i thanks feel, again, I, I feel kind of like your crony doing this it's like you're kind of setting me up and go hey take your time go ahead here's a soft pitch fastball what a, give me a break you know what next time i'm making you do all this this is ridiculous Anyway, so thanks for joining in uh, today, and we'll uh, we'll see you next time. <laughs>